right, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here. And of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, we are on to the next page. You know, Darian and I <laughs> said that a lot last year, flipping and turning that page over. Uh, but a very important game, even though it's another non-conference game this Saturday, is the Louisiana Raging Cajuns come to Birmingham to take on the UAB Blazers. That'll be Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Now, we hope that you can make it out to Protective Stadium, but if not, the game will be streamed on ESPN+. But before we get started in diving into that preview between UAB and Louisiana, we definitely want to plug the Patreon one more time, patreon.com slash blazerpod. We dropped a fantastic interview Monday night. I'm not an interview, I'm sorry. We dropped an after-review episode on the patreon where darian gave some very very good points after re-watching the film of the georgia southern game over 45 minutes of just great content so you can join the patreon for as little as just five dollars a month or you can join annually and get a 10 percent discount for the whole year but my goodness what what an episode and you know we're doing that Almost every week where, you know, we're still going to drop our instant reaction after the game, but we're going to do our film review the next day where we're able to kind of sit down and rewatch the film of the game. And we're calling that segment after review. So, Darren, just another kudos to you, man. That was another great uh, episode that you, uh, you know, helped us do on just looking at the film. And, hey, it wasn't as bad as we uh, kind of hinted at uh, after the instant reaction, right? Right. You know, the instant reaction, that's the instant reaction is always going to be way more emotional. We're charged. We're drinking Cahaba beer. You know, we're just. Yes. We're emotionally invested in watching our program, our team go out there and make a statement. Week two. I was so amped up for that game. So afterwards, of course, you're going to be emotionally charged. I'm not, we're not coaches. We're, it's not our responsibility to, to be responsible <laughs> every time. Like, we're responsible enough. But, um, yeah, after sitting down and watching the film, you kind of get a you kind of get a, a piece. You know, you're like, okay, are we just getting our butts whooped up front? Like, yeah, we were getting our butts whooped, but at least it was like a guy here, a guy there. And then 75% of that time, it looked like we were getting our butts whooped. We was just like missing assignments is like little things that you can correct and Trent alluded to that whereas it really is correctable so um on, on defense now you know getting beat one-on-one with you know the quarterback throwing the ball in 1.5 seconds that's just the pride issue you got to trust you got to know what's going on with your with the rest of the defense and knowing that we send in pressure you got to limit those options and I'm not a defender I'm not a DB so I can't speak to <laughs> I can't speak too much on that because what do I know? I don't I wasn't out there, but you gotta know what's going on overall in the scheme of your defense and what you're trying to accomplish. Once this team gets experience, trust, cohesion, you can play with intent and speed. Take all the thinking out and we'll be good. Yes. And again, patreon.com slash blazerpod. Again, just $5 a month and you get exclusive access to episodes like that. We are doing, you know, content left and right on that Patreon. And we are just a handful of patrons away from 100 Patreon supporters. So 
please, if you haven't already, you know, $5 a month or just join for a year and get that discount. And the discount is 10%. So go ahead and do that right now. There'll be a link in the podcast description to do so. But guys, turning the page over to Louisiana. And hey, Louisiana is coming off of a frustrating loss, kind of like UAB. You know, they they had a, a Sunbelt Conference game at ODU, Old Dominion, and they lost 38 to 31. Now, we're, we're going to get into uh, the offense and, and just looking at the Louisiana offense, and, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't do a whole lot formation-wise. Most of the time, it's just pistol or shotgun, and all it is is just a bunch of play action or, and having the quarterback roll out and look for an open receiver. Like It's really not that complicated. Um, I, you know, I guess maybe it is more complicated than that, but that, that's just watching, you know, both of the games, the ODU game and the Northwestern State game. Um, but I, I think UAB match, defensively wise matches up better with this Louisiana team than they did with the Georgia Southern, you know, and I, we were talking on the after review Patreon show, like, I don't know if UAB is going to face another offense like Georgia Southern or, or exactly like them. You know, that's a tough offense to you know, kind of, kind of prepare for, but Darren, what, when you look at this Louisiana raging Cajun offense, like what, what pops off to you um, about that offense? Well, I think up front, I don't, I don't think they're as cohesive as, um, as Georgia Southern because Georgia Southern did a good job of knowing where they wanted to go and they went there. Um, and this is different when you play with that level of speed and intent, when you understand what you're trying to accomplish, what the goal is, what kind of compromise you want to put the defense in. If you have all 11 guys on offense understanding that, then you can play a certain way. Um, and I feel like Georgia Southern, from top down, from from Brian Ellis all the way to the tight end, um, I, thought, I think everybody was on the string and they played cohesively. Um, so a lot of times when they... A lot of times when we made good defensive plays against them, we it was just us blowing them up, you know, um, versus them missing assignments. You would take that any day. You don't want to see your player get blown up, but you would take that. But now with Louisiana, they're they're not as uh, explosive. I would say that, and that can be also true on the offensive line. Um, they just don't get busy like the offensive line that. Uh, Georgia Southern did, but but they do a good job of getting hat on the hat. So a lot of the plays when they play Northwestern State, you see them breaking. You don't even you don't really see dominating blocks. Go look at it. It's not like they were just like mauling people and getting such movements. They really were just like covering up guys and they made sure they got to their assignments. So in this game, um, I really want to see. If our D linemen can shed blocks, will or, or are we gonna just stick to the? Are we gonna be sticky and just kind of stick to their guys? And they have good running backs that can make plays, and they have a dual threat quarterback. I don't think I think he's a streaky passer. You know, I think there'd be opportunities there to compromise him. But um, as a run, he's a he's a pretty good runner. He's not the fastest. He's not the fastest guy, but he's just a, a good runner. You you know, like Thomas Johnson. You know, like TJ, not said to me, uh, not TJ. 
Hold on, wait. I'm getting confused. What's Johnson? No, you're right. Thomas, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Johnson. Yeah, you're right. What, what, what was his brother name? What's the last name? about one of our patrons? <laughs> That's oh, Thomas Johnson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Thomas Tyler. Johnson. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tyler and so Thomas was the linebacker, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tyler. My my TJ <laughs> three. My bad. I'm just trying to get the name right. One of the Johnsons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. T. No. No. We got to put respect on the Justins. Man. TJ three is a yes. And I don't care what nobody say. But he wasn't uh, athletic. Like. No, he was an athlete, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't like a fast guy. He wasn't a quick twitch, get out of there, nor was he like a T-Bow power guy. He was just a guy that kind of gets it done on the ground. And uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about, um, what's this quarterback name? His name's Ben. Ben Holdridge. <laughs> like ben. Quarterback Ben, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about Ben. You know, he, he just he just kind of gets it done like he and so I do trust his wheels if I'm looking from a Louisiana um, perspective, but just seeing twelve of like, was it twelve of thirty two or twelve of thirty four against Northwestern State, yeah. he did have three touchdowns and it was one pick. Um, anybody got the stats pulled up? How many yards did he throw against Northwestern State? I don't have the Northwestern State. I have the ODU up. I mean, he 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 had a better performance against ODU. It was it was twenty five of thirty six for two hundred eighty five yards and two TDs. Um, but but for real though, I I don't have any grievance with Ben Wooldridge, but their skill position players, I'm just I'm not impressed. You know, they've got the one uh, freshman Broussard, but other than that, like I just see a lot of drop passes. Like I, I think Wooldridge does a great job and you know, kind of putting the ball out there for his uh, skilled players to make a play. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just not executed. And whether that's drop passes, penalties, like did you guys notice the penalties? This is a very undisciplined Mm -hmm. team that UAB Mm -hmm. is facing this Saturday. So, um, but, but I know I've been talking a lot. Uh, Jimmy, what, what, tell us what you think about this offense. Yeah. Looking at it a little bit more of a macro view, I, I view them as a ball control uh, you know, time of possession team, you know, they've got a balanced attack, but they're certainly more effective with the run. You guys have talked about Wooldridge, uh, their signal caller, you know, it stood out to me that, you know, I think he had an injury last year, um, you know, but he's came back solid and, and he can still hurt you with the run. Uh, he's a bigger guy, 6'3", 215, um, you know, and, and you guys touched on the skill players. I mean, they did lose four of their top seven pass catchers from this past season's team, including their number one option. So I, they're probably still trying to work things out. And we know just how skilled we are uh, in that arena. So, you know, we certainly look to take advantage uh, in that particular matchup, uh, you know, but the run game does scare me. You know, they, uh, you know, they run the ball a good bit and, uh, you know, they're not getting stuff at the line of scrimmage a lot. You know, they're getting some good gains and, you know, daring touch on earlier, you know, yeah, I do think they lack explosiveness through the year, but, you know, I think that they have the potential to be quite explosive on the ground, you know, and we've we've talked about on, on some various shows, you know, just trying to this defense of UAB trying to get their bearings early on with some of the fundamentals and tackling. And, you know, I hope that, you know, another week in practice, another week of trying to get that cohesion together is going to help that defensive unit. But it does concern me a little bit uh, with Louis, Louisiana's uh, ability to run the ground. Yeah, so, and another thing that scares me about that, too, is, like, 
play action. And one thing that our safeties and linebackers have done, they be, they've bit too hard once we've been presented with eye candy. So if they are able to get their ground game going, which you can against UAB, well, it, we've shown it. With, I would say this. I would say against Georgia Southern, we came out aggressive against the run. We came out sure of ourselves until Georgia Southern started throwing the kitchen. They started throwing the kitchen sink at us. Next thing you know, it looked like we were on our heels guessing. So it wasn't that we couldn't stop the run. It was that they beat us badly uh, mentally, I feel like. And they made us second guess ourselves when we didn't play fast. Um, I don't think uh, Louisiana is as complicated as an offense. I think they're easier to defend because what they want to do is easier to defend. And we also have game film of us getting out IQ'd. Not 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 Sione Tafao, not the defensive coordinator, but our players um got out IQ'd. So I wonder if we'll be able to bounce back from an IQ perspective. And will we be able to be the ones setting the tone? We're going to be at home. I think that's a big deal. I think we should set the tone defensively and play downhill, stop their run, force them into short throws. I don't think they're. I don't think they're as uh, their playmakers that John alluded to. I don't think they can make plays in t- under two seconds like Georgia Southern would. He. He was just going to his first option. Boom, boom. They're not that good at receivers. If anything, receiver is their weakest spot on on offense. Running backs are good. O line is pretty good. Uh, quarterback is pretty good. He he's solid. At receiver, eh, eh. I felt like they they lack something. So make them throw the ball. Make them run the route tree. I think we have chances to get turnovers if we can contain the run game. Um, and that's that's including the quarterback run game. Yeah, and guys, you know, we talked about last week um, previewing Georgia Southern. We said we're going to have to have a strong uh, performance from the defensive line. I I think we still need that this week, but I think what's even more importantly is we're going to have to have some guys coming off the edge and be successful coming off the edge because, you know, we mentioned, we alluded to earlier, like this team, Louisiana, on offense, number one, they're bigger up front than what what UAB faced last week in Georgia Southern. But number two, they roll out the quarterback like 80% of the time. Like he's rolling out, trying to get in the to, to the edge to the other side. I mean, if we can have our edge rushers do what they're supposed to do and contain, I think UAB should have a have a good day Saturday night and protect him. Yeah, John, but that goes back to what we just failed to do. We failed to play good IQ-based football. We failed to to play good assignment-based football. It was so mm-hmm. many assignments that we missed on defense. But my thing about that is we are young and inexperienced. We got the best experience. We, we, we was on the road playing a good offense, a really good offense, an experienced offense. John, you uh you mentioned that they had a couple of all sunbuilt guys on that on that offensive line. Um uh, we and they had some good receivers. And I just think I think that Georgia Southern has a chance to win the Sunbelt. 
my opinion. And maybe I'm saying it because they, they beat us. Who knows? Maybe I'm biased, but I just thought we looked at a good team. They have good individual players, but they have a good team. And I think that was the best lesson our defenders could have could have gotten. And we know the importance of playing assignment-based football. So now it's better, <laughs> you know, if you if you take a if you take a test at a highly rate highly ranked smart school, that test is gonna be harder versus, you know, one of those failing schools where they're, you know. I'm not going to say, but I, that is, that's a bad analogy because Louisiana's offense is not a fielding school. So before anybody get offended, they're, they're, they're pretty good, but they are not that school. We're not taking that test. So we've been presented with harder. We know what's correctable. I think we should correct it. Should. But that's yet to be proven. So if they and if they go out and they don't prove it, I think that's just our identity assignment based wise. I think we got to live with it. Yeah, for sure. And then we're saying all this. <laughs> watch, watch Louisiana come out five wide like Georgia. <laughs> just give man, that would be crazy. Uh, but hey, Jimmy, you got anything on the offense before we switch over to defense? No, let's switch. Okay, let's go ahead and switch. So looking at the defensive side of the ball, uh, Louisiana, you know, they, they they really struggled. You know, I, I was able to watch the full game um, from ODU when they lost to ODU last week. And ODU killed that defense on tempo. Like, you look at that film and really, like, late, even just the first quarter, well, really early second quarter, but you already saw that D-line, like, hands on their hips. Like, they were gassed and tired. And, and ODU had only run, like, nine plays, like, in the first, first oh, game. So, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if UAB can get the tempo and get some consistency and cohesion going on that offense, like, I think UAB could have a, you know, they could get, they could get, get, the, get a 40-burger on Louisiana. Um, but, but that's the key. Like you've got to convert on third down. You've got to, Hey, can't have any silly turnovers. You know, you can't have a fumble on the first play of the game. You can't have a interception, um, on just a bad throw. Like UAB has to be very smart and play sound, uh, football, but Hey, kill them with the tempo. They could not handle, they, that defense could not adjust at all to that tempo. At, at one point, ODU, and this this isn't even throwing the ball. At one point, one drive, I forget which quarter it was in, but ODU gashed them for like seven run plays in a row because Louisiana was just in a three-man front, and they would just hurry up, snap the ball, and they would get seven, eight yards of pop. And that defense was gassed. So if you want to see UAB get that run game going more, this might be the opportunity Saturday night against this Louisiana defensive front. If if you can be successful at number one, maintaining tempo, fast style, but also you know converting on plays and doing what Coach Mortensen has assigned you to do. But Jimmy, Jimmy, what what do you see out of this uh, raging Cajun defense? Uh, well, looking across the board, uh, kind of at the returnees. I mean, they've got three returning starters from this past season. They do have to replace seven other top non-tacklers from last year's team. Uh, on the D-line, I think they have some solid depth. They, It's my understanding they've got at least one of their 
contributing pieces that's serving a three game suspension. So that particular person won't be available. I think they're good uh, at linebacker, uh, but I think they're weak in the secondary. So uh, they lost a lot of guys. You know, uh, they had a guy just like UAB did that transferred to Alabama. Um, and you, you just saw that last week. You know, when you're watching the ODU game, you're seeing the stats. I mean, ODU passed for 247 yards, and it wasn't on high volume. So they actually averaged 19 yards of completion, four touchdowns again this past week. They had five catches for 20-plus yards. So uh, I don't I, – I agree, John, as it relates to our passing game and the tempo. I don't foresee UAB having trouble scoring uh, on Louisiana. At the same time, uh, if I were Louisiana, um, what I would try to do is, is is try to control the clock and, you know, hold on the ball, time of possession. You know, they had, I think it was like 37 minutes time of possession this past week uh, in their game. Uh, so I think they're going to try to potentially slow things down, uh, which would make sense to keep the Morton Dilfer offense off of the field. And that's going to be somewhat of their formula, in my opinion, uh, again, to kind of at least slow us down a little bit. And real quick, before I throw it to Darian, I mean, Jimmy, wouldn't you say that NCANT film would be good for Louisiana to review coming into this game? Because isn't that kind of what North Carolina A&T tried to do is just play ball control? Absolutely. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm Louisiana again, that's going to be one of the methods. And again, just like you said, they, they may come out five wide in the first possession. We're like, <laughs> hey, that's not. why we're not that's why we're not doing this professionally, because what do we know? Uh, but yeah, I would certainly see that as a potential winning formula for Louisiana. All right, Darren, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think the good thing about our team now is that we've had these two games. We're gaining this experience. And the biggest difference between NCAT and Louisiana is film. We didn't have any kind of film to review to look at NCAT. And I think their I think their physicalness and um, they they got after it. I think it kind of caught us off guard. Like we weren't ready for that because I did see that aggression some at Georgia Southern. Um, I like I said, a lot of it was Mr. Simons and us having to think. It wasn't like physical, getting physically getting kind of dominated. Um, no, we was there. Like if you look back at that film against Georgia Southern, I I D line actually kind of played okay. Like they didn't play bad. Um, so going into this game, I think we have good film. We have two good games we can look at, at um, on Louisiana, and I think we should be ready for their their. We know what we we know what's expected at this point, and it's not as complicated as Georgia Southern. So we'll be able to key. We'll be able to play downhill. Um, and my thing is, I think we'll have to kind of send pressure sometimes even to just have an extra man on the line of scrimmage to help support and stop the run. My key thing I'm going to be looking for is will we be able to hold up one-on-one? Like Georgia Southern, whenever they got those one-on-one matchups, they they mostly won almost all of those matchups against our DBs. So now I'm looking at our DBs and safeties, like bounce back. Will Ray Thornton be healthy? Is he playing? Will DeMond Miller be healthy? Is he playing? You know, I would like to see those guys out there. I would like to see what our linebackers do in coverage. I think our guys show that they can play downhill. I think we have enough flashes of that at linebackers. I think we can stop the run. 
what will we do when it's play action, though? Like, our linebackers were not good in coverage neither. They weren't, they just weren't. Um, they have good running backs. I don't know if their running backs really catch the ball like that, but they, you know, they have, they have receivers that can make stuff. They're not the best receivers, but they can make something happen. That's why I think this is a good matchup for us. And I think our DBs can have a bounce back. I think our linebackers and coverage can have a bounce back. Can is the word. I'm going to keep using that word until they show that they can, because we were, we may not be as good as we think we are. That's the truth of it. We may not be as good defensively if we can't man up with these guys. I think our D-line is pretty solid. Um, but our safeties in particular in our linebackers, we have to show something this game. Uh, guys, are we done with defense? Yep. 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 Special okay. teams make field goals, please. <laughs> please. And, and, and coverage, please. And, and be good in coverage. Don't let don't let them get to the 35, 40 yard line. All right. Like well, it like every time, like every time they start in a 35 or come on. And, and, oh, another thing is like Zeno, I think the only thing Zeno does sometimes when he gets himself in trouble is Sometimes he stares down the first option a little too much. I saw one one play against Georgia Southern um, when score was coming out the backfield, and it was on the third down, and he got he got score blasted. You know, um, it was just like a momentum play for them, but he stared score down. It's like he kind of that's the guy he was going to go to. We had uh, I think it was maybe. Fred Farrier, or it was one of those guys across the middle. They were wide open. Sometimes he, when he, when he has gotten himself in trouble, we think about NCAT, that play that should have been pick six. He kind of stares his guy down, like that first option. You know, it's like, but we don't, we don't, we don't get the 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 luxury that Davis Brand had to just throw to the first option all the time. Sometimes you got to, and most of the time he's good at that. But when he has gotten in trouble. He does that. So look for him to like not do that anymore. And um I think I think I think Zeno is one of the best quarterbacks in this conference. So if he cuts that out, he he could be the second best behind Pratt, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Now guys, I didn't have this in our agenda, but before we get to uh score predictions, in your opinion. And I'll throw it to uh, I want to throw it back to Darian first. Is this a must-win game for UAB and Trent Dilfer? I know this is crazy to say, just week three of the season, a non-conference game. But Darian, in your opinion, opinion, is this a must-win game for UAB? Yes, because I think a we need to show that we've improved. B uh, we're at home, and we need that we need some momentum. We need momentum. If we can't beat Louisiana, I'm looking at the risk of schedule and be like, okay, where are we? I'm not saying Louisiana is a bad team. They're not. I'm saying that I believe we should beat them. That's all I'm saying. And I said that about Georgia Southern, and then I realized how advanced Georgia Southern was as a team, not as individual collectivists of talent, but as a team. And I think we can grow a lot from week two to week three. I don't think I don't think Louisiana is as good of a team 
as Georgia Southern. I don't think Louisiana is as good as a team as we are. They are dealing with a lot of the issues. They got a lot of guys they're trying to replace. Um, um, Jimmy mentioned that he doesn't think that defensive backfield is good. I didn't know that. I didn't know much about their DBs. I didn't know that they were kind of lacking experience back there. I don't think their D-line is good. Um, one telltale sign is they do a lot of stunts and twists and stuff like that. When you do that almost every play, that's kind of a sign of saying we can't whoop you one-on-one. You know, Georgia Southern didn't have to do stunts and twists with number 88 and number nine. They just made plays. And But when you try to scheme an advantage for your guys, almost every play, that's a telltale sign because we did that my senior year here at UAB because we lost a lot of D linemen. So I think we should have our way. I think we should run the ball well against them. Think. So, yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy, what's your thoughts? Is this a must-win game? Yeah, I know it's early, but I would say yes, and I would say primarily because of the way the schedule lines up. When you're looking down uh, the barrel of the gun, you got Georgia, Tulane coming up there afterwards. Yeah, you get a home matchup against South Florida, but UTSA, Memphis, FAU in the weeks to follow. So this is really kind of the the end of the beginning stretch of the season before you go into a brutal middle stretch and you have somewhat of a soft landing with your last three games. So, you know, we're we're all fans here. We know that uh, we can't lose this type of momentum here early in the season. Like we've got to be grasping to some type of momentum uh, to keep the to keep the general interest here in the Birmingham uh, area engaged, and you know just to not have that big of a sinking hole for this first year coaching staff. I think yes, it's a must win game. Yeah, guys, I, I 100% agree. And you know, I hate to say it, you know, I know we've got some listeners just shaking their head, like really, they're they're saying week three, this is a must win game for the season. But I mean, guys, if you've been with BVP, you know, for a while, you know, go back to April when we we had the schedule release uh, episode, and Jimmy, Darren, correct me if I'm wrong, but when that schedule dropped, didn't we all agree that UAB had to come out of these first three games at least two and one to get to go have a chance to go bowling this year. Didn't we all agree that? Yep. Correct. Yep. So, and Jimmy just, and you daring to, you know, you've got this game, Louisiana, but then you've got to go to Georgia, got to go to Tulane. I mean, that both of those games are going to be tough and they're on the road. So, so I I agree 100%. This is a must win game. And, And also looking at the flip side, it's a must-win game for Louisiana. You know, their fan base is, you know, pretty ticked off. You know, I listened to the Raging Review. You know, they did a good job, you know, covering the game and covering the the program. But one cool thing that I like that they do is after each game, and maybe we'll do this one day, but they have a call-in show for their recap. Could you imagine doing a call-in show and having our listeners call in and (laughs) kind of vent, you know, after a loss? Like, I believe that the ODU episode was like, over two hours long now i didn't get the whole two hours <laughs> but my goodness i i mean they they are you know to save you two hours they are pretty ticked off about their team's performance especially at odu like when you give up 38 points to a team like odu that lab averaged less than 20 points last year i mean that's pretty bad and i know last year's last year and this year's this year i get it but i don't know I think I think we just give our guys time. Um, our guys, just speaking for us, we give our guys time and then some some experience. I think that 
I saw I saw a lot of the people on Twitter. <laughs> they were like, "We need Reeves. We need. We should have let go of Reeves." I, and I love David Reeves. You know what I'm saying? But that's it. You can't say that right now. We got a whole different person. That we don't have Jalen Key. We don't have Starlin Thomas. We don't have Noah Wilder, Tyler, uh, uh, Tyler Taylor. We don't, Renard Ellis, Drew Tuazama. And think about the guys before that, Jordan Smith. Yeah. And all those type of guys, uh, Marino, Anthony Rush. We had some dogs, bro. And now that team, we still got dogs, but we're young. So let them gain experience. Russo is a dog in my eyes. Ricky Lee is a dog. I think those guys can get it done, but I just think we've had a good initiation. I think this would be a good game for them to to prove to themselves that they can really be those type of players. And um, I think we can we can be a good defense. I think we have a, we got we can be an average defense at least. Right now, we're not a good defense, and that's because of the team aspect. So just give just y'all just give it time. I saw something about like. Garrick McGee. Oh, get that out of here! I saw That's, a couple. I saw listen. Jeff and somebody. Yeah, come on now. They, hey, Trent Dilfer didn't kick it off both halves in a row. <laughs> come on, listen. Come on, That's man. it's not close. Not close. Not close at all. Y'all stop with that, man. We we're jumping off the ledge a little too much. Let's let's put everything in the proper context. Give our guys time to gel as a team and i think we should take a significant step um this coming up saturday all right darren let's throw it to you for predictions does uab get it done this saturday uab gets it done 30 38 38 to 28 let's go jimmy does uab get it done this saturday Hey, we talked about it being a must win. And uh, for those of you that remember, Louisiana came into Legion Field back in 2020 and they ruined our 21 game home winning streak. I was at the beach for that game, man. That was the one home game that I missed. Yeah. UAB lost. But hey, guys, I'm going to be there this Saturday. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, So I touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, My fear is is just them uh, with the counter to our tempo and. Really, again, I feel like we're going to be able to score at will. I think they're going to slow things down. I think they're going to, you know, uh, continue to be effective and successful on the ground. Uh, so I do have this game, UAB 35, Louisiana 38. You've got Louisiana winning 38 to 35? I do, yep. Mm. Well, I've got it. I've got UAB coming out on top. 41 to 34. So I, I do think the defense kind of struggles a little bit um, and gives up 34 points, but I think the offense is just too much for Louisiana's defense to contain. So I do like the Blazers coming out on top. So, hey, in worst, hey, guys, you know, we're going to be back Saturday night for the Louisiana game instant reaction show. And of course, on Patreon later Sunday or Monday, we'll have the after review show where we'll actually, you know, break down film. Um, but hey, regardless, hey, even worse comes to worse. If Jimmy is right, UAB doesn't. Get I it do done. not want to be right. Period. <laughs> I will be all in you my didn't fields. Be back, you didn't want to be uh, right last week, but you I know right. I will be all up in my fields if we start off one and two. Trust me. <laughs> no, but well, wait, the, the, the reason, or, the reason I have them scoring 28, because 
we mentioned that we believe that they want the ball control. Yeah. So I feel like if they want to slow the game down and use clock, I think it'll give them less opportunities to score. And maybe we can hold because their game plan is more simplistic and that and that maybe we can get have our running game going. We don't have to pass as much like I want to see our guys over 100. I want to see 200 yard rushers. So I think the game should be quicker. It should be more methodical. Therefore, resulting in a lower score, but they don't have a a great defense. So, you know, if ODU can put up those amount of points, I think we can too, especially being at home and possibly having a better offense. Right, and, and even the worst comes to worst, if Jimmy's prediction is correct, the UAB falls this Saturday night. I still have all the trust in the world with Trent Dilfer and that coaching staff, and. Hey, there's still conference play. I know that first conference opponent is tough. Tulane on the road in New Orleans. But they still, Darren mentioned this earlier, they still have time to figure it out. Oh, you know? yeah. You know what's yeah. funny is uh, the same thing happened to me last week. When we sit here and we're pumping out these episodes, there is zero part of me that wanted to stick to what prediction I wrote down on the notes before we went in. Like I'm sitting here ready to go after this or or during this podcast and just completely switch my prediction. But I had to keep a straight face and just kind of roll with what, you know, the non-emotional, you know, just guess and how the game uh, will play out. But, hey, for those of y'all going to the game, come find me, John, and Big Jim and Richard and whoever else is out uh, around Uptown before the game. Come say hi at Protective Stadium. Uh, I love seeing some of the uh, patrons and just Blazer fans uh, at the at the first home game. So definitely come say hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, Thomas. Thomas, Justin. I want to meet you, man, but I won't <laughs> be able to be there this weekend again because a we have a brand new baby, and b I have volleyball games and. Uh, cheerleading practices and competition practices and game football games. I got to attend to with the little ones, but then also we have to find some time to celebrate our anniversary. We weren't able to yeah. uh, this this past weekend, so I have to devote that time to the wifey before she. I can't put football before <laughs> before my wife. I want to remain happily married. Um, <laughs> so, guys, again, I, I apologize. I'm going to be there the next home game i swear and then uh, uh i want to be able to meet you guys along with john and jimmy so i apologize no you ain't gotta apologize bro and jimmy i was gonna say richard will not be there this area no. because, because he will be at the beach <laughs> oh my gosh this is not a good sign <laughs> so if uab loses you can just blame richard duncan because he's at the beach so you know last last time uab faced off louisiana at legion field i was at the beach took the L so we, we know who to blame yeah but hey but that being said you know Darian just laid out all the stuff that he is doing guys help us get over 100 Patreon supporters because Darian needs that support let him get you know if he Don't gets over 100 hey hey Shaniqua might just let him go to some games if we yeah, get over 100 yeah. Patreon supporters so listen not- I am I am a volleyball trainer I am learning like cheer I've learned the competition cheer. I'm like you refereeing, bro. bro. You're refing volleyball too. Yes, I'm doing like everything. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I gotta run some concession stand, you know, stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, yeah. What's Speak, up? Speaking of cheers, did you did you teach your girls that cheer they were doing on Saturday night? 
Booger oh. Jimmy. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. That was all Nora. That was. That was hey, I love Nora. the cheers for me. Hey, I love the cheers. Yeah. They what What the up. heck was that? John John loves to watch sports. Was that your? Oh, answer? like of course he loves to what loves to watch the game. I'm like that's not an insult. Like you yeah. talking about Jimmy and his boogers and me and my snoring. Yeah. I'm like come on, man. We got to I work need, on that. Yeah, I need some real dirt. Like I need some, <laughs> I need some TMZ level dirt on John to give hey, to the girls. Hey, I'm perfect. You can ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren, close us up. Blazer Nation, just win. Yes, just win, baby, just win.